Blog Talk Radio. All right, all right, all right, all right. Everybody, head up, head up, heads up, ears open. This is Elder G. Bazaar coming to you from Warren, Ohio. And I'm going on down there in Atlanta, Georgia. <clears throat> and we're going to stop by Oliver. Uh, uh, my uh, co-host is Oliver, Derek Oliver out of Warren, Ohio. Uh, he just I used to be his youth leader in uh, Warren, Ohio. He's under, he's under got, got, got some of my teachings from the Word of God. He got a hold of it, and he's out there trying to do what he can to keep me on the air and doing for himself. I want you to pray for him. Amen. These are guys. This guy is, is dynamite. I mean, he preached the Word. A lot of people say, well, you preach the Word, but you got to come from the Bible to preach the Word because a lot of preachers ain't preaching the Word. They ain't standing up for nothing. Um, but my brother Oliver, amen, by his experience with the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, I uh, was there when I baptized him in uh, the swimming pool in Agape Assembly. I want to let you know that uh, he's still on the battlefield. I want you to pray for him, pray for his family. I want you to pray for Tim Jackson out there in uh, Lubbock, Texas. He's on with me, not tonight, but he'll be with me. Uh, I'll be with him on Saturday night. This is Watchman on the Wall on Thursday night. We got good news for you. Jesus Christ is coming. Amen. I want you to continue to pray for me that I'll go on in the name of Jesus because this is urgent. This is so urgent. It's pathetic. And people are not paying attention, especially church folks are not paying attention. There's some people out there in the world that's catching on. They're they seeing a whole lot that's going on. They have never read the Bible. But we got some preachers, we got some people who go to church, don't know nothing. Don't know that Jesus Christ died on Calvary's cross, trying to carry his name and living like a hypocrite. Now, that ain't going to work. You got to know Jesus for yourself. You can't be playing with the Lord. I'm not playing with the Lord, and I know Brother Oliver's not playing with the Lord, and I brought Tim Jackson not playing with the Lord, so we just want to... Come on in and listen to what God has to say. Amen. If you listen to what God has to say, you'll get somewhere. But the word of God is God's word. And his word is what? His word is stronger than a hammer, more quicker than lightning, more powerful than a locomotive, and it can change your life. I know for a fact it can change your life. And that's what people are not doing. They're not getting no changed lives. They have a form of godliness, but they ain't got no power. You got to have a changed life, and that only way that you can get a changed life is through Jesus Christ, for He is the soul changer. He's a soul changer. He can change your soul, make it brand new, give you a new look on life, and let you know who is the truth, who is the light, and who is the savior of the world. Jesus Christ. Majority of the world, listen. Majority of the world do not know Jesus Christ is the Savior of the world, the only Savior. There is no other Savior. There is no other way that a man can be saved. Get this now. There's no other way. And people believe today that there's other ways that you can reach God without Christ. You cannot reach God without Christ. You've got to come through Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ said, I am. I am the way, 
the truth, and the life. No man, no woman, no child, no nothing can get to the Father unless we come by Jesus Christ. Because Jesus Christ said, I and my Father are one. I'm in the Father. The Father in me. He said, the works that I do is not I. I'm not doing it. Jesus said, I'm not doing it. But the Father that's in me. So if God was in Christ, that means Jesus Christ is God. And if he is God, then there is no other way that man can get to God but through his son. John 3.16. John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world, loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him shall never perish. In other words, you will never go to hell. If you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you will never go to hell. No, you won't see hell. Why? Because Jesus Christ came to do one. He came to die especially to save your soul from sin so you wouldn't have to go to hell. But people say, well, man, you know how it is. I, you know, I, I just can't, I can't dig it. I can't dig it living like that. I can't dig it. I can't dig it living holy. I can't dig it. I can't dig it. Somebody could dying on the cross for me, and I ain't never seen him. I just heard about him. But uh, uh, I, I got to have my party time in, man. I got to have my drug time in. I got to have my women time in. I got to have a good time before I die. And see, and if, if I get saved, I ain't going to be able to have that good time. I ain't going to be able to party, party, party. I ain't going to be able to have all these women. Ooh, I ain't going to be able to drink. Oh, my, 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 my. People love sin. You know why they love sin? They were born in sin, shaped in iniquity. Did my mother conceive me? And sin was born in me when I was born. It comes from my father, my father's father, my father's father, my father's. You going back down to 4004 B.C. in the Garden of Eden, my great, 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 I won't have enough time to say my great, 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 great granddaddy Adam is my greatest granddaddy that ever lived. Woo! And my great-grandma, Eve, because the Bible says we all come from one blood. Oh, yes, we got different colors. We got different races. We got different cultures. We got different way of people believing. But we all come from one blood. We all come from uh, Adam and Eve. Ain't nobody come different. Ain't nobody jumped off the moon, came down there, other than what? We know, that. we know about that, those fallen angels, but we ain't on that right now. So man born in sin, shaped in the liquid, did my mother conceive me, so I was born in sin. I don't care how good you are, sweet you are, I don't care how white you are, I don't care how black you are, I don't care how education you got. Hey, every human being on this planet, on this planet, was born in sin and shaped in iniquity, and nobody can escape. Nobody can be born Descended from the Adam race without sin. Nobody, nobody can do it. And yet still people are trying to say that they got a way to get to heaven. No, they got a way to get to hell. The only thing you can do, only thing, the only way you can get to hell is that you reject. You reject the atonement. 
and the shed blood and the death and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. That's the only way you can go to hell if you reject that. And if you love sin so much and you want to serve the devil, you want to serve Nephilims, you want to serve demons, and you want to serve the flesh, and you want to serve the world, and you want to have a good time all the time that you live, whether you live 40 years, 50 years, 60 years, 70 years, 80 years, 90 years, you live all the way you want to. But I guarantee you, I guarantee you my life, everything I've got, if you die without Christ in your life, if you die without repenting of your sins and turning from your wicked ways and confess Jesus Christ with your mouth and believe with your heart that God raised him from the dead, the Bible says that's the only way you can be saved. So what? The world is saying majority of the people. The world is already saying it. Majority of people are going to hell anyway. Not because God is going to put them in there. Because you know something? If God wanted to put us in hell, he, he could have did it a long time ago. And nobody could do nothing about it. Nobody. You can't go to the judge. You can't go to the downtown judge or the lawyer. You can't get a lawyer to, to uh, 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 persecute God and, 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 and send him a subpoena and say, you ain't got no business killing me, Lord. You ain't going to find nobody can do it because God is a self-existent being, a spiritual being, a person. He got eyes. He can walk. He can talk. He can fly. He can do all those things. There's nothing impossible to him. He's the Alpha and he's the Omega. He's the beginning and he's the end. And he's the only God in the universe, in the cosmos. He's the only God that was able to manifest himself in the flesh and what? Come and be born in a manger, wrapped in swallowing clothes, stayed up on this earth 33 and one-half years, whoo, suffering on Calvary's cross, hung for nine, hung for six hours, died at the third hour of the day, the ninth hour of the day, that's 2 o'clock in the afternoon, died, and what went to hell? Jesus Christ went to hell, H-E-L-L, and he what? He went to preach to those in prison in hell. He went to a couple apartments. There's some places in hell like Gehenna. That's the lake of fire. Ain't nobody in there yet. Nobody's in the Gehenna. Everybody right now that die wicked, die without Christ, are in hell. That's the waiting room for the unregenerated unregenerate, those that never accept Jesus Christ as their Lord, when you die, you go directly to hell. It is a waiting room. It's not purgatory. Ain't no such thing as purgatory. It's not found in the scripture. You won't find it. Nobody has found it. People have claimed it, that there's a purgatory. No, there is a hell where all, listen to me, all the unbelievers and wicked people go and they wait there for the final judgment, which will be in Revelation, the 20th chapter, at the great white throne. The great white throne is made and designed for all the wicked dead from every generation, from the generation of Adam all the way down across the annals of time, in the medieval time, in the ancient time, in the modern time, it's going to be a horrific judgment that all those that don't know Jesus Christ will stand at the great white throne. That is a final judgment. 
Oh, before I go into this, let me have my prayer. Father, in the name of Jesus, we come to you right now. Thank you, Lord, for your love and your mercy. We thank you for your goodness and your sanctification that you have given us through your son, Jesus Christ. We thank you for your shed blood on Calvary's cross that you shared 2,000 years ago. I ask you, Lord, use my lips of clay. Let the a spirit anoint my mind, my soul, my spirit, that I may break this word of life that somebody may out there needs Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. And the only way that you may accept him is the Bible says, you accept, you repent, you shall likewise pray. And, Father, let your Holy Ghost use me in every aspect. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. We are here tonight. We are here tonight to tell you about this great, great return, the greatest return that the world will ever know. When Christ came the first time, it was a blessing. It was a blessing that Jesus Christ came the first time. And he didn't come to judge. He came to save. And he had to do something. He had to do something ultimately. He had to die. He had to die for what? What did he die for? He died for the sins of the world, the debauchery of sin. The crazy Lucifer, demons and devils and cohorts and Nephilim, wicked spirits. These spirits are so wicked, they disregard anything that's not like Christ. If you don't know Jesus, Jesus Christ, the devil don't care nothing about you. He will damn your soul by causing you to refuse to repent and turn from your wicked ways, and you die without Christ. He will damn your soul to hell forever, and he don't care. And he'll do anything, anything in the world to hinder you from what? Not going to church. Hinder you from what? Not going down to the bar. No, he'll hinder you. From going to the ultimate plan of salvation, he hinders you from going to the cross. He don't want you to go to the cross. He don't want you to repent of your sin and ask Christ to come into your life by his shed blood that he did on Calvary's cross. He don't want the cross. He hates the cross. He rebukes the cross. He denied the cross. Why? Because the cross is the only power in heaven, in earth, and hell trembles at the cross. Hell shakes at the cross because at the cross is where Jesus Christ, God's son, God almighty in the flesh, gave up himself to be born of a virgin Mary, wrapped in swaddling clothes, not born by flesh and blood, not born by the will of man, not born by a desire of some false god. But it was God himself that had a designed way. Woo! What did he do? God Almighty. Woo! Lightning and thunder and fire coming out of his mouth. Woo! The God of gods. He can make the... He can make the earth tremble at his presence. He can do anything, but yet still he became a man wrapped in swallowing clothes and born by God himself. God himself through the Holy Ghost impregnated Mary by a what? Divine seed. The seed, the word of God, because Jesus Christ is the word of God. 
And when God manifests himself in the flesh, the Holy Spirit entered to Mary's womb, and he stayed there for nine months and picked up a what? A body. From who? From Mary. How could Jesus Christ be born without sin and Mary was a sinner? How could he do that? Well, you want an explanation? No, you don't want that because if I give it to you, you won't have the excuses of believing how God works. Well, you see what God done. He put Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden, right? When he put them in there, he told Adam and he told Eve, don't eat the tree, don't touch it, the day you eat it. The day you eat it because he put Adam as the head of creation. Adam is the head of creation. He was the first man that God formed out of the dust of the ground. The only man that God formed out of the dust of the ground, and he gave him headship of the whole world. And he gave him power to name all the animals. He gave him power with wisdom and knowledge. He gave him power to know exactly who created him, made him, and designed him. He gave him that. He gave it to the man. And when Adam named all the animals, when Adam named all the animals, he said to the Lord God Almighty, Lord, I cannot find a help me. I can't find nothing in the animal world that fits my approval. And God said, I got you. And God laid down Adam on the ground and put him to sleep and did a surgical operation and took one of Adam's ribs and formed a woman out of the dust of the ground. When he formed a woman out of the dust of the ground, he brought Eve to Adam, and Adam said, whoa, yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. That's what I want. That's what I need. I need to help me. I need a, a woman that's made in the likeness of God, in the image of God, and it matches my desire. And guess what? First marriage. First marriage. And then God said, all right, y'all going in the garden. And all the trees that you see in the garden, all the trees that you see in the garden, you can freely eat. But the tree of knowledge of good and evil, the day you eat, the day you touch, the day you, what, you connect up with that forbidden fruit, you are going to die. You are going to die a spiritual death. And a spiritual death is different from a physical death. A physical death is when the soul leaves the body. That's physical death. A spiritual death is when the soul leaves the body without Jesus Christ in your life. That's a spiritual death. And when Adam and Eve ate the fruit of knowledge of good and evil, they died. They were dead spiritually but they were living in a physical life. And when the day they ate that, Eve was deceived by Lucifer, 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 the devil, Beelzebub, the great archangel, the great cherubim, the cherubims of all cherubims. This angel was the most gorgeous creation that God has ever made or created as an angel. And while he was in heaven, make a long story short, 
while Lucifer was in heaven, he rebelled. He wanted God's throne. He wanted to be like God. He wanted to dethrone God. And his, his deceit was beauty. He thought he was so beautiful that he had a right to rule the universe, rule the cosmos, take everything that God had created when he knew that he was wrong, but he was desirable to do that because of his beauty. And he lifted up himself above, tried to lift up himself above God and try to go before the throne of God and tell him, say, hey, buster, come on down off of that throne. i got something for you. i got one-third of the angelic angels, and I'm going to come on up there on that throne, and I'm going to dethrone you, so get ready. And before God even flashed his eyelid, Satan was out of heaven. He was kicked out. God winked his eye, and he was out of there. And Michael helped him out. He kicked him to earth. When he kicked him to earth, old Lucifer went headed for the Garden of Eden where Adam and Eve was. And guess what he went to? He went to the woman, and he told the woman, you're not going to die. God ain't telling you the truth. God is holding back wisdom and knowledge. He's holding back something he don't want you to know. Oh, you're not going to die because God knows the day you eat thereof, you'll you know good and evil, and he don't want you to know that. He don't want you to have nothing. He wants you to walk around in innocence and have the pleasance of the garden. And let me tell you, I got something for you, Adam. I got something for you, Eve. Go ahead. Eve, ain't that fruit of knowledge of good and evil. The first thing she did, she touched it. When she touched it, it felt good. When it felt good, she had a desire to eat it. When she ate it, she said, oh, my God, this is so delicious. She got a pleasure out of eating the fruit of knowledge of good eating, where God said, don't eat it. The day you eat it, you're going to die. But she didn't die until what? The creation didn't, didn't fail God until what? What happened? What happened? Why did nothing happen when Eve ate the fruit of nothing? Nothing happened because Eve was not the head of creation. Eve got to Adam. The devil got to Eve. Eve got to Adam. And Adam said, you know what God said. The day you, we touch it, the day we eat, we're going to die. And they, she, and Eve ate it, but she didn't die. She wasn't cut off from God until what? Until Adam. That's how much power Adam had. He had a power decision. But disagreeing with what Eve did, Adam subjected himself to eat the fruit of knowledge of good and evil. And when he ate that fruit, their eyes were open, and they knew they were naked. And guess what happened? Oh, my God. Guess what happened? The whole creation was cut off. The whole creation was dead men walking, dead spiritually. Dead men walking. And people today are dead. Why? Because they're walking around without Christ in their life. They're walking around without knowing who God is. They're walking around having a good time. Don't know what it is to be born again. Don't know what it is to have a connection with God. Don't know what it is to pray. Don't know what it is to read the Bible. Don't know what it is to love one another and do each other uh, 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 and uh, do each other right. And Eve found out 
that what God said came to pass, and it came to pass because of one reason. She disobeyed God. Adam disobeyed God. And when Adam disobeyed God, you want to know why the creation is messed up now? It's because of Adam and Eve disobeyed God. And ever since that time, men have been disobeying God. That's why the world is in the catastrophe right now. That's why people are killing each other. That's why men are going with men. That's why women are going with women. That's why homosexuals are rampaging. That's why drug addicts are going crazy. That's why adultery is in the land. That's why fornication is in the land. Why? Because people have no power to resist the power of Satan. And the only power that can resist the power of Satan is Jesus Christ because there's power in the name of Jesus Christ. He's the only way that can save you from sin forever. And there is no other deity. There is no other deity. There's no other God in this heaven or on the other side of heaven or underneath the heaven more powerful than Jesus Christ, for he is God manifested in the flesh, seen of angels, justified by the Spirit, and received up into glory. So what we got now? We got a hell on earth. The world is in a mess. You talking about a mess? It's in such a mess, people can't even go to sleep at night. People cannot do nothing to satisfy their soul because there's nothing in this world but Jesus Christ that can satisfy your soul and people looking for other avenues to try to get a piece of mind, a piece of this and a piece of that and do this and do that. And guess what? They're not getting up but misery and damnation to their soul. Jesus Christ said, if a man, if a man say he loved God, and hate his brother, he's a liar and a murderer, and there is no truth in him. How can you love God whom you've never seen and your brother's right here in the front of you and you hate him because hate is rampant in the world, hate in the church, hate at the club, hate in everything you see just about right now because the world is under the influence of Lucifer. Lucifer is what? The God of this age. He rules a, this, this age. He rules the world for 6,000 years, and the next seven years that's coming up on the face of the earth, he's going to rule, rule it in full control because God's going to let Satan take over. For how long? Seven years. Seven years of tribulation is going to be controlled by Satan. Satan will be the full God, and he will claim that he is God. He will sit in the temple of God and claim himself to be God, and the world will accept him. You hear what I said? The world is going to accept him because they have never had a divine conversion of experience with Jesus Christ. And if you don't know Jesus Christ now, it's going to be difficult during the tribulation to come to know him because it's going to be hell on earth and the Antichrist is going to have full control of what? He's going to have control of the religious system. He's going to have control of the economical system. And he's going to have so of the, of the religious system. Three systems Satan will control during the tribulation period, and nobody can stop it. God is not going to even stop it. 
God is going to permit Satan to take over the world. And he can't take the world over until an event happens pretty soon. An event has to happen before Satan can take over the world. And that is the glorious, the glorious, the magnificent, the ultimate zenith is the rapture of the church. The rapture of the blood-washed church, sanctified church, justified church, redemption church, not the Baptist church, not the Presbyterian church, not the Catholic church, not the church of Scientology, not the church of Jehovah Witness, not these so-called churches that say they know how to get to heaven. That's a lie. If they know how to get to heaven, where's their Bible? Because the Bible tells you how to get to heaven. The Bible tells you no man can get to the Father but by who? Jesus Christ. And if you don't go to, if you try to get to God without Jesus Christ in mind, without faith in Jesus Christ, without what he did on Calvary's cross, without the resurrection, without his beating, without his suffering, if you think you can get to heaven without that, you're a lying wonder. And the devil is a lie. I'll stomp his head into a squash because he's been telling people for the last 6,000 years, for the last 2,000 years, he's been telling people that Jesus Christ is not God Almighty. And before the 2,000 years, he was saying that, Jesus, that, that God Almighty didn't come in the flesh and that he is not Yahweh. He's not the Almighty. They say that Jesus Christ uh, uh, is a created being. Jesus Christ is not a created being. What's wrong with you, monkey? You're a monkey. Jesus Christ is not a created being. Jesus Christ is God, period, a human. He became human. He was God and man. And by him being God and man, he did things that no other man did because he was God and man. And by him being God and man, identify who he was. What did he do? He healed the sick. He raised the dead. He cast out devils. He did miracles beyond any man could ever do. And guess what he did? He went to Calvary on his own permission. He was willing enough by the obedience of his father. As y'all, Jesus Christ said, I got power to do what? Lay down my life and I got power to pick it up again, and I received this of my father. And ain't no but one man got power enough to lay down and get up again, and that's God Almighty, and he did it with his son. And when he did it with his son, he paid the penalty for the sins of the world. He paid it for the liar. He paid it for the whoremonger. He paid it for the adulterer. He, he prayed for the unbeliever. He prayed for the idolaters. He prayed for the drug addicts. He prayed for every sin that man could ever do. He paid the price. He was beat beyond recognition. He was hung on his cross for six long hours, from 9 o'clock in the morning to 3 o'clock in the afternoon. And when he died, he said, it is finished. Why? Because God himself, through Jesus Christ, paid. For my sins, Lord, have mercy. Do you know what that means? If Jesus Christ paid for my sins, when I repented of my sins and I confessed with my mouth that God raised Jesus Christ from the dead, you know what happened? I'm going to tell you what happened. My sins was forgiven and they were washed and they were absolutely put away. They were put away. They were 
taken away. God do not remember my sins no more. He had washed me and made me holy, sanctified, Holy Ghost filled, hammer driving preacher, preaching the word of God. Jesus Christ is coming back again. And when he comes back again, he's not going to play clean knuckle. He's not going to be playing marbles. He's not going to play hopscotch. He's not going to play hide and go see. He's coming in the twinkling of an eye. Because there's two phases of the return of Jesus Christ. The first phase is found in fourth chapter, second, second Thessalonians, where Apostle Paul said, the Lord, let's see what it says. That's what the Bible says. Here's what the Bible says in Thessalonians. Right here. Look at look look what I got to tell you. Look what I got to tell you. I done made this repeat. I done made this repeat over and over again. Four and seventeen. I'm gonna start at first Thessalonians. 4 and 13. But I would not have you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning them which are asleep. Refer to the believer who died that you sorrow not, even as others which have no hope. Listen, those that don't have no hope, they're still in sorrow. Those that don't have Jesus Christ when they die, they're in sorrow now. That you sorrow not, even as others which have no hope. This concerns those who do not know the Lord, who will have no part in the first resurrection. So the wicked dead that died without Christ, they will not be caught in the rapture. They will not get out their grave because they don't know Jesus Christ. In order to get up out the grave, you've got to have the Holy Ghost, Jesus Christ, before you leave here. If you die with the Holy Ghost, the Holy Ghost is going to wake you up on this day when the rapture occurs. If you don't have the Holy Ghost, you will not wake up until the great resurrection. For if we believe, if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so them also which sleep in Jesus will God bring with him. The very foundation of Christianity is the death and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. I'm going to read that again. The foundation of Christianity, the foundation of Christianity is the death and resurrection of Christ. It is a proof of life after death in a glorified state for all saints in that life, which incidentally will never end. Even so, then, which also sleep in Jesus, God will bring. This refers to the rapture of the church or the resurrection of the believers with both phases, meaning the same thing, even as Paul described. At death, the soul and the spirit of the child of God instantly go back with Jesus, while the physical body goes back to the dust. At the rapture, God will replace what was a physical body 
with a glorified body. Hallelujah. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. It says, uh, uh, unite with the soul and the spirit. In fact, the soul and the spirit are each individual will accompany the Lord down, the Lord down, close to the earth to unite with the glorified body, which will then make the believer whole. The believer will be whole when we get the glorified body. I'm not, I'm not whole now because I'm living in an earthly body. There's sin in this body. There's nothing good in the flesh. The carnal nature is nothing good. So I have a tendency to sin, but I don't practice sin. Oh, come on now. I'm not that perfect one. I ain't perfect yet. I'm striving for perfection. We got a whole lot of folks that call themselves saved, think they perfect, think they don't sin no more, think that they're all ready to go. Oh, you got a long way to go, honey. You got a long way to go because, one, number one, you got to be born again where you even think about going to heaven. If you haven't been born again, you can't think about going to heaven. Why? Because Christ is not in you. And if Christ if Christ is not in you, heaven can't be too much on your mind. But if Jesus Christ is in you, hey, heaven is on your mind. The, the resurrection is on your mind. The suffering of Jesus is on your mind. The love of Jesus is on your mind. And the only way it can be in your mind, the Holy Ghost got to be inside of you to keep you tabbed, to seal with the Spirit until the day of redemption. Listen to what he said. But this we say unto you by the word of the Lord, which are alive and remain unto the coming of the Lord, shall not prevent them which are asleep. For the Lord, for the Lord himself shall descend from work heaven with a shout, refers, refers to saying Jesus, which the angels proclaim with the voice of the archangel and with the trump of God. And the dead in Christ shall rise first. Those that are saved in the grave shall re- will be raised first. Then which we are alive and remain shall be what? Caught up. It says caught up, brother. In Latin, that means rapture. So rapture is in the Bible, all through the Bible. Enoch was rapture. Moses was raptured. Oh, Noah was raptured. Oh, 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 you say Noah wasn't raptured? Yes, he was. He was inside the ark. Guess what lifted him up above the waters? Amen. The water lifted Noah up. He was raptured above the flood, above the flood. He did not get in the water. He could not get in the water because he was in the ark. When Jesus Christ comes, if you're not in Christ, you're not going to be able to escape the tribulation period. But when Noah called it rain and rain, it rained for 40 days and 40 nights. It rained, brother. It rained till somebody wrote a song about, didn't it rain? Didn't it rain, rain, rain? It rained 40 days and 40 nights. And guess what? Noah was inside the ark. There was no handlebars on the side of it. There was nothing on the side of the ark for people to cling on to. Why? Because the ark was made in a typified salvation. Salvation is a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. And this modern-day ark today is Jesus Christ. Because this time of water that Noah witnessed will not be used on earth no more. It's going to be fire next time. And there's no boat that you can build, amen, that's fireproof. 
The only way that you can escape the wrath to come, the only way that you can escape the 28th judgment that's found in the book of Revelation, the only way you can escape all the burning and heating and drought and famines that's going to hit this earth is the only way that you can come through is Jesus Christ has to be your anchor. Jesus Christ has to be your rock. Jesus Christ has to be your shelter. And if you're not in him, you will face thought. You will face tribulation. Listen to what it says. Listen to what it says. And it says, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. Wherefore, comfort one another with these words. The church ain't even talking about this. The churches are not talking about this. You know what they're talking about? Motivation speeches. Band quitting. We're going on a picnic. We're going to Las Vegas. We're going on a vacation. We're just going to have a, a church party. We're going to have a we're going to have a, a oh my lord. We're going to have a good time. We're going to eat down in the basement. We are going to sell some dinners. We are going to just have a good thing, and the Lord's going to bless us. Let me tell you something. Ooh, my God. The church is not a place of entertainment. The church is not a place of entertainment. The the church is the body of Christ, and the body of Christ is to preach the word, to rebuke, exhort, to correct, and to preach the word with preach the word of the cross, preach the word of the shed blood, preach the word of repentance, preach the word of damnation and hell. If you don't repent, preach the word. Why? Because when the rapture comes, only those that know Jesus Christ in the grave will get up, and we that remain alive shall be caught up to meet the Lord in the air. And after we meet the Lord in the air, the Lord is going to hand the world over to Lucifer, the Beelzebub, the Leviathan. He's going to give all power to the earth to Lucifer, and he is going to cause as many as would. Woo! What? Take the mark of the beast. The mark of the beast is here, my friend. Don't let nobody fool you. AI is on the prowl. AI will run the world. AI is a demonic robot. Have human and have robot that can do more, more smarter than a human being. And the AI is getting ready to do what? Start the mark of the beast. And the mark of the beast is a Signed in the 13th chapter of Revelation, where he said, those that receive the mark. Oh, listen to me. Listen to what the word of God says. If you receive this mark, you better believe it. That it is coming. It is already here. It is in the making. Taiwan is making computer chips by the billions, by the billions. And that's why China wants Taiwan, because they want to control the world through Lucifer, because if they get these ooh, get these computer chips, they'll, they'll be able to what? Implant this computer chip into every human being up on the planet. But every human being is not going to receive the mark of the, of the beast. But the but, but majority of the world will go after the mark of the beast. Why? Because they have refused the grace of God. They have refused the suffering of Jesus Christ. They have refused the word of God. They have refused the blood that Jesus Christ shed on Calvary's cross. They have, they have refused his birth, death, and resurrection. They refused that he went to hell 
hell and came back on the third day morning. But I want to tell you right now, he got up. Yes, he did on the third day morning with all power in heaven and in earth in his hand. And we just got a few more days after it's all over. What you mean, brother, bizarre, a few more days? It's 2023. People don't know what 2023 is. 2023 is the close of the church age. 2023 is going to fulfill by the seven years, which would be 2030. 2030 is a fulfillment of 6,000 years. 6,000 years of what? The devil ruling the earth. And it will end with a failure because 2030 is the end of the sixth millennium. And Jesus Christ said, these things that you see now, the generation will not end until they be fulfilled. And the only thing right now, good God Almighty out of Zion, the only thing right now is yet to be fulfilled, and that is what? The biggest thing. There's only little things that have to make an adjustment. The biggest thing is yet to be fulfilled before uh, Satan can take over the earth is the rapture. Now, when that occurs, that's going to occur in a twinkling of an eye. People will be missing from this earth like a speed of light. And it would take about two weeks before the people would recognize what happened. What happened? Christ raptured his body. Not my body. Not your body. But Christ's body. And if you ain't saved, you're not in the body of Christ. It's a spiritual body. It's a body where people have been redeemed by the blood of Jesus Christ. And they're shouting. They're jumping. Ooh, and they love people. The Bible didn't say, you know you pass from death to life because you speak in tongues. It didn't say that. It said, you know you pass from death to life because you love the brethren. So don't get tongue hung. Don't get tongue crazy. I don't have nothing against tongue. But people think you can go to heaven by speaking in tongues. No, you ain't going to heaven by speaking in tongues. You're going to heaven by the blood of Jesus Christ. Can't you get it? The blood of Jesus Christ is only sanctified blood. That can cleanse your soul. Man's blood can't cleanse your soul. Animal blood can't cleanse your soul. No fish blood can cleanse your soul. No blood can cleanse your soul and sanctify your soul but the blood of Jesus Christ. Now, what is your problem? What's your problem, devil? You know you can't be saved. You're doomed down for hell. You just don't want nobody else to be saved. You want to die, go to hell, and take everybody with you. But that's a line wonder. You're not going to take everybody with you. You're going to take the majority. But let me tell you, I thank God I'm in the minority. And if you're in the majority, and the majority is the world, minority is the church. Because the Bible says there's only going to be a few that make it in. There's only going to be a few people that go to heaven. And when God said a few, that's a few. But that few... Is a few to us because the Bible said broad is the way that leads in what? Damnation. Destruction. Everything you see today is being destroyed but the church because the church cannot be destroyed. It's indestructible. The saints of God cannot be destroyed by Satan. Why? Because when Jesus Christ saved you, he sealed you with the Spirit, and he filled you with the Holy Ghost. You belong to God Almighty, and God is my refuge. He's my high tower. He's my citadel. He's my, he's my bread. He's my water. He's my up and he's my down. He's all around. He's everything to me. There's nothing can touch me. Ooh, nothing can touch my soul. Nothing. 
The only thing that can touch my soul is the blood of Jesus Christ. The devil can only work with that flesh. He can touch my flesh, but he can't touch my soul because I've been bought with a price. I've been sealed with the Spirit unto the day of redemption. In other words, my eternal salvation is forever. I would never, never, never have to be saved over one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Never will I have to be saved but one time. I was born once physically and born once divinely. So I can go back to the cross and put Jesus on the cross again and nail him up there and let him die again. I ain't going to do that. can't do that because God would not permit it. His death was one. His death was good enough for the world, and he don't have to die no more. Jesus Christ, when he saves you, he saves you forever. Don't let nobody tell you that, that you can lose your salvation. You can't lose your salvation. It's a gift. God is not an Indian taker or an Indian giver. He ain't going to take something back that he gave you for free. You can't work for it. You can't cry for it. You can't jump and down for it. You got to repent for it. You got to repent and say, Lord, I'm a low down, dirty, rotten sinner. I may look clean on the outside, but my heart is filthy like a dead man's graveyard. Jesus Christ told the Pharisee, says he, y'all clean, y'all cups on the outside, y'all plates on the outside. You do this and you do this and you don't wash, you wash your hands and after that, he said, but let me tell you, you may look good on the outside, but inside of you, your, your soul is like a graveyard full of dead bones, stinking, and sin stink. No, yo, you don't understand what I'm saying. Let me tell you something. Let them have a beautiful woman can dress up and look real good, but she stinks. Oh, come on. She can put all kind of perfume on. She can put all the uh, unique lingerie and everything, but she stinks. Why? Because she's prostituting. And that stinks in the eyesight of God. He hates sin, just sin alone. It don't have to be a big sin, just sin alone. It don't have to be a small or big sin or a sin of omission. It's sin. God hates it, and he said, I'm going to get rid of it. If I come down on planet Earth, let's suck. If I come down on planet Earth, I'm not doing it out of jealousy. I'm doing it out of love. If I come down here and die for your sins, oh, yeah, I'm going to die for your sins because I love you so much. I love the drunk, but I don't love the, the drunk drunkard. I love the prostitute, but I don't I don't love a prostitution. And I'm gonna save the rotten of the rotten. I'm gonna save sinners. Because that's what we all used to be if we're not one now. You used to be sinners. And a sinner is a person that don't know God. If you don't know God, you can't live with God. You can't pray to God. You, you can't do that. You've got to repent of your sins and confess with your mouth and believe with your heart that God actually realistically did everything he did, and that was to die, come back from the grave, and guess what? He's in heaven right now, and he's getting ready to come back to this earth. So what's the next big thing? The big thing, I said the rapture. But before the rapture, there's a few adjustments that has to be made. And the adjustments are Israel has to, to place herself on the focal front. Israel 
is preparing to reconstruct the third temple. That's in the making now. So that's preparation now. There's going to be another war called the Rings of Fire over Jerusalem. The Rings of Fire will be the Palestinians, the Kabbalahs, and the Hamayas, and all these six nations are going to try to what? Conquer Jerusalem and ramsack Jerusalem. And God said, you can't do it because you're touching the apple of mine eye. Don't mess with my people. The Jews is God's people. He used them from all the way from Abraham, all the way across to Babylonian, the media Persian. He used them all the way down from 70 AD, all the way down to the present day, 2023. And he said, before I come back, I'm going to make sure they're in the land. And guess what? Jews are in the land. I said Jews are in the land. And Jews have recovered the land that they lost in 606 BC. They are recovering now. The Jews are coming back from the four corners of the earth right now. These are some these are some prophecies yet to be fulfilled. And when Jerusalem get to flourishing, the Palestinians are gonna get jealous and we want the land. We're gonna come in there and take everything you got. And God said, No, not this trip. Hitler had his way. Mussolini had his way. The nations of the world had their way with my people. But I'm 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 I'm, I'm, I'm put the hammer down now. I'm going to bring them back in the land, and this time they're not going to leave the land forever. They're going to stay there. They're going to be there at the millennium reign. They're going to be there after the millennium reign. They're going to be there in the new heaven and the new earth. The Jews are going to be in the land. And now the Jews say we almost got everything together. We got the five red helpers. We got the five red helpers for sacrifices. And in the 19th chapter of Numbers, they use a red heifer. From that time, there has been nine red heifers been, been sacrificed for the cleansing of the temple. And the one that's coming up would be the tenth. The tenth red heifer that will be burnt on the altar and mixed with oil and water and heslop. And they will sanctify the people and sanctify the temple for the rebuilding of the temple. And the Jews are getting ready for it. The high priests are practicing and going over the way they did it in ancient times. They are getting the temple constructed and getting it measured out. Why? Because they are going to rebuild the temple. And this temple, the Antichrist will verify and tell them that it is all right for them to build that temple, and he will give them a seven-year covenant that he will protect Israel for seven years, and the Jews are going to claim a false Messiah because the Antichrist is not the true Messiah. The Antichrist is an imitation of the Christ, but he is a phony. He is a Donald Duck. He's a monkey swinging on a vine. Why? Because he always wanted to try to get the whole world to worship him. What do the devil want? He wants you to worship him so he can defy your salvation. He wants you to bow down to him so you, he can defy your salvation. He wants you 
to worship him so he can damn your soul, eternal soul, eternal in the lake of fire that burns with brimstone both day and night. Weeping and crying and wailing and crying, wishing that you would have listened to somebody that was telling you the truth while you was on top side. Wishing that you was never born. Wishing that you could have a drink of water. Wishing that you could have one second out of hell. But you're not going to have no one second out of hell. So why go to hell? Come on. Get right with God. Bow your head before Jesus Christ and the cross and ask him. Lord, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm pitiful sorry. I'm broken up from the way I've treated you and sinned against your Holy God, and your attribute is holiness, and you can't change your holiness to suit my taste. God, please forgive me and sanctify my soul through your blood so that I can be saved from sin, death, hell, and the grave. So the temple is in preparation right now. The rings of fire, war coming up. After the rings of fire and the Palestinians be defeated by God Almighty because he's going to intervene on it. And then World War III will kick in. World War III will kick in by Putin. Putin is in trouble. Putin got problems. He needs oil. He needs materials. He needs Everything that Russia is lacking of, Russia needs it, and they know the only place they can get it is Israel. And Putin is planning in the back of his scrutiny mind the tyranny that he's going to try to bring up on the Jewish people. He is going to end up in the death row. So World War III is on the prowl. World War III, John the Revelator looked in the sixth chapter, that second horse. He said, Behold, come up hither, and I will show you a red horse. Red horse represent war, world war, because this horse will take peace from the earth, and men will kill each other. And that's what's going to happen when Russia, when Russia comes down on the holy mountain of Israel. When they come down on the holy mountain of Israel, God is going to stomp his feet. And God got some big feet. Woo! God can step in a whirlwind. He can step in a volcano. He can step anywhere and cause an eruption. He can whirlwind around, and God's getting ready to step his feet on the judgment path. Because he's telling you, repent, America. Repent, world. Repent, preacher. Repent, church member. Repent! Or likewise, you shall perish. And the world is saying, let me perish. I'll perish, but I'm going to get my goodies. I'm going to do what I want to do. Uh, God ain't got that kind of power. God ain't going to put me in hell. Well, let me tell you something, dear God. I'll tell you one thing. You're lying wonder if you don't think God is going to put you in hell because he ain't going to put you in hell. You're going to put yourself in hell. Because Christ has made a way, the best way that ever will be made. So what you got? You got Israel getting their nuclear armaments ready. You got Iran getting ready to try to get this neutron bomb. And America, if America don't back up Israel, America's going to be in trouble. And what they want to do, they want to get into America's economical system, religious system, and political system and make cool. America becomes a third nation. She's already a second going for a third nation now. Look at the immoral acts that America's doing. 
They are worshiping demons, devils. They are cohabitating with animals. They're cohabitating with their own relatives. They'll cohabitate with anything they can put themselves in to get a thrill and go to hell. The world is saying, the heck with God's, the heck with God and his blood. I be, they'll be fine, the blood of Jesus Christ. But let me tell you, you're going to burn in hell when you reject the love of God. And the love of God will pass it all understanding. We got men today that cohabitating that's found in what? Found in our high society. And the high society is known as the Illuminati's. Illuminati is rampant. Illuminati are running the world. Illuminati is in the government. Illuminati is in the churches. Illuminati is around the world. Organization originated by Luciferians. Luciferians are demonic people who are worshiping the devil. In order to worship the devil, you have to be willing enough to drink blood. Got to be willing enough to eat your own feces. You got to have enough to drink your own blood. You got to have prostitute girls, and you got to offer little babies on the sacrifice and eat their flesh in order to be an agent for Satan. And they tell me the world today is full of witchcraft and voodoo and hoodoo and people using drugs to incarnate themselves and call themselves reincarnation. They're doing dastardly, dirty, rotten things, and God said, I'll give you over to a reprobate mind to do those things which are unseemly because you won't turn Turn to the loving Christ. So you got the Illuminati that's running the world. We got at least 15 organizations. We got the Freemasonry. Freemasons are demonic demons, devils. It's an ancient occult that come from the Babylonians. The Babylonians are the original of all occults, all occults. You get mad, but you ought to get glad. Because you're hearing the truth. Freemasonry is demonic demons. They deny, this is what they deny, they deny that God became flesh, born in a manger, wrapped in swollen clothes, stayed on this earth for 33 years, healed the sick, raised the dead, walked on the water, fed 5,000, went to Calvary's cross, hung on there for six long hours, dropped his head between the locks of his shoulders, gave up the ghost, went down into hell, preached to those in prison, and got up on the third day morning, and the Illuminati and the Freemasonry defied that. They don't believe that. They don't lift that up. They said that is abomination. The New Age movement, satanic possessed, United Nations, Satanic possess. The club of Rome, satanic. Demons, they deny the same thing. Freemasonry, New Age, United Nations, and the club of Rome deny the Godhead. That God is Jesus Christ. The Knight Templars, godless occult. Skull and bone, godless occult. The Illuminati is the chief ones. You got Baphonets. You got the Council of Foreign Relations. You got the Bilderbergs. 
you got the European Union, and you got Jesuits. These agencies, these secret societies run Hollywood. They run some of these churches. They run some of these big businesses that we have today in the economical, in the religious, and in the political. Ooh, don't you know the presidency? Some of the presidencies of the United States belong to some of these secret societies. Oh, you didn't know that. Eisenhower. Eisenhower was a good president, as some considered, but Eisenhower had contact with alien beings. Eisenhower did. The presidents in the past, Barack Obama belongs to dark order. We got presidents, the Bushes belong to dark order, known as the skull and bone. There's about three or four presidents that don't belong to these organizations. And because they don't belong to these organizations, they are an eyesore for those that do belong to it. So the world now is ran by the God of this world, the God of this age, not the God of the universe. The God of the universe can run this age and runs the universe. But the devil is the God of this age because he has great influence on people who don't know anything about the love in Christ. I have never experienced the love of Christ. Never have experienced the redemptive power of Jesus Christ. So these men are in great elite. Money coming out their ears. Listen, these are some of the men that belong to uh, the elite, the Illuminati and the secret society. We got Bill Gates, $98.2 billion. Charles Slim, $72 billion. Valimar Putin, $70 billion. Warren Buffett, $60 billion. Igamark Kemper, $53 billion. David Couch, $50 billion. Charles Couch. These are Jews now. These are Jews. Fifty billion. We got Larry Ellison, forty-three billion. Christy Walton, that's Walmart, thirty-nine billion. Shelton Adelson, thirty-seven billion. Robinson Walton, thirty-six billion. Allison Walton, thirty-five billion. Larry Page, thirty-five billion. Surgery Brim, thirty-one billion. Michael Bloomberg, thirty-one billion. George Soros. 23, he's a Jew. Forrest Mars Jr., 21 billion. There's over 1,426 billionaires under 40 in the United States alone. These high, sophisticated, rich, filthy, rich people is controlling the United States and the world because of secret society. They deny God Almighty. 
They defy God or they try to. They ain't going to defy God. You can't defy something that's eternal, something that is everlasting, something that can't die, something that can't, you can't tell God what to do. He's omnipotent, all-powerful. He's omnipresent. He's everywhere. He's immutable. He's unchanging. He's what? He's almighty. He's self-existent one. Don't need nobody. He can live by himself forever throughout eternity, and he don't need mankind, but he loves mankind so much. He loves mankind so much. He loves mankind so much that God said, I'm going to give you my only begotten son because I don't have no more. And one thing God can't do is impossible for him to do, and that is come back down here and be born of a virgin Mary and die on the cross again. It's impossible to God. This is the last opportunity that you can accept him. If you die without Jesus Christ, you won't have no other opportunity. You will not have another second chance. And God don't give us more than second chance. He don't give you a billion chances. He'll give you a billion seconds, a billion hours to make up your mind because he wants you to come to him. He wants you to humble yourself. He wants you to repent of your sins. So what we got? We got the Reigns of Fire War. We got Russia coming down on Israel. And that's found in the 38 and 39th chapter of Ezekiel. Gives you World War III, and it's going to be a devastating war. It's going to cause famines. It's going to cause disease. It's going to cause the change of the weather. It's going to cause crop growth. It's going to cause uh, 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 people rebelling and killing each other. It's going to be hell on earth. Because Satan says, I am going to destroy as many as I can. And the world is saying, oh, we just love that devil. We just love old Lucifer. We just love all that he has to offer us. And that's what? Nothing. Nothing. What he had to offer you? A pretty woman? A drink? Drugs? You want to rob a bank? You want to murder somebody? What he has to offer? He ain't offer you nothing but disaster and damnation to your soul. And the thing that he don't want you to do, he don't want you to listen to Brother Bazaar. He don't want you to listen to Tim Jackson. No, don't listen to them quacks. They ain't telling me nothing. They scare me. Now I'm afraid of them. You know why you're afraid of them? Your heart ain't right. If your heart was right, you'd be thanking God. Thank you, Jesus, for sending somebody that's going to tell me something about this salvation. And this salvation is real, authentic. So the 38th, 39th chapter of Ezekiel will give you a picture of World War III. We well, I had two already. World War I, 1914, 1918. World War II came in 1940s. Lasted four years. Millions and millions of men shared on the battlefield. Civilians killed and murdered like, like, and put them on a garbage dump. And Hitler came on the scene, 1933 to 1945, 
And he said, I'm going to rule the world. I'm going to bring the world into a millennium reign. And guess what it is? He called disaster. And he said, in order for me to do that, I've got to get rid of the Jews. And he tried. He killed six million Jews. Six million Jews died in World War II. Many men are going to die during the tribulation by what? By God bringing judgment upon mankind. The book of Revelation is on time. The book of Revelation is real. The book of Revelation is authentic. The book of Revelation is right at your doorstep. But during the tribulation period in the ninth chapter of Revelation, it tells you about an angel coming down from heaven with a chain, with a key in his hand. And open the bottomless pit. What's in the pit? Scorpions. What are these? Demons. They're going to be set loose on this earth in the first part of the tribulation period. And they're going to come out where smoke is going to come out. And in the smoke, they're going to have scorpions. They're going to stain you. And they will last from May to September. May to September. And they will sting men. You better listen to this. They will sting men that they want to die. And can't die. They can want to jump off a building. They can want to take a gun and shoot their brains out. They can want to, uh, 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 somebody to, to, to run over them and smash them, but they can't die because these demons won't let them die. And they're going to possess men called, in another terminology, walking zombies. We got dead men walking today. Dead spiritually. You hear what I say? Ain't got a bit of spirit in them, of God in them. They got the spirit of demons and devils and cohorts and 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 and, and uh, Nephilims. The space war is coming. A space war is coming in Revelation 12th chapter. In the 12th chapter, Michael says, "Time up, Satan. Got to come on down. And Satan will be cast from the first and second heaven to earth." If you don't believe me, tell talk to Will Smith. Will Smith was playing in the Independence Day when this flying saucer came down and these guys invaded people's body. Well, these things that they were talking about is coming true. It's going to come to this earth. Listen to what I'm saying. It's going to possess people that they want to die and can't die. It's going to turn their faces black. They're going to get on top of buildings and leap off and hit the ground and get up and walk away. Why? Because God said, if you don't want me, this is what you want. If you want the devil, here he is. And they're going to be punished for it. It's going to last from May to September. It's going to be hell. You don't want to be left here after the rapture. And I don't know what clown from the time that Apostle Paul talked back there in the time of the early church, Paul talked about the rapture. I don't know where these clowns come from. They said, hey, we got to go through the tribulation period. No, we ain't going through nothing. If we go through anything, we're going to go flying through the sky. And I'm going to meet Jesus because he's a sight for my soul eyes. I want to meet the man from Galilee. I want to meet the man who hung and died for me. I want to meet the man that spoke from the cross and said, Father, forgive them for they don't know what. I want to meet this man. And I'm going to meet him. Ain't no devil in hell, no devil in the air, no devil around your house or whatever going to stop me from living with Jesus and sitting with Jesus and see what he has for me, for those that love him and love his appearance. I ain't ashamed to tell you. I'm on my way. 
And I'm not boasting about it. I'm not saying I'm this and I'm that. I'm not saying nothing but saying thank you, Jesus, for being so merciful to me. Thank you, because you didn't have to do it. Revelation says in the ninth chapter, you ought to check it out tonight. Read that chapter. When you read that chapter, you'll see these men, these scorpions had faces like men and had a sting in the tail. And they roamed the earth. And they stung men. The Bible says before Jesus Christ comes back, the Euphrates River is going to dry up. Well, it's drying up. 35 years ago, it started drying up. It's at rock bottom now. And when they when they dropped that when that when that, when that uh, water dropped down to low, below level to rock bottom, they tell me they found caves. They found caves, and in the caves they hear some groaning and moaning and hollering and groaning. They say these sound like demons trying to be set loose, and they are demons because the Bible says they are in a bottomless pit and they're going to be set loose, and they're going to form an army that's going to slay one-third of the population of the earth over there in the Middle East. You better get ready. I'm telling you the truth. Church, you better get ready. Jesus Christ warned the churches about this. He told all the churches to continue on to preach the gospel, and only two did what God told them to do. And that was Smyrna and the Church of Philadelphia. The other churches, they stopped preaching the rapture. They stopped preaching the return of Christ. They stopped preaching the revelation. They stopped preaching the two witnesses that's going to come. They stopped preaching the 144,000 that's going to preach during the tribulation period. They stopped preaching that the Euphrates River is, is drying up and that these four demons are locked. They stopped that. I remember when I was a little boy, I used to hear that. Woo! That's why I'm able to handle it real good now. I heard it out of the Baptist church. My dad preached like that. He told me one time when I was 18 years old, he said, son, listen, i got something to tell you. Before Jesus Christ comes here to this earth, there's going to be a one-world church, a one-world church. And let me tell you the truth. My dad was right because he came from the scriptures. When he came from the scriptures, I see what he was telling me, that now is the time that the one world church is here. Don't you know it's here? Go back to Revelation 17 chapter. You see that woman up on a scarlet beast with a golden cup in her hand, and inside the cup it was filthy. you talking about rotten. you talking about low down, underneath down. you talking about scum. This woman looked good. She had a golden cup in her hand, but inside that cup was full of oral sex, full of of adultery, full of fornication, full of wife swapping, full of drugs, full of homosexual, full of lesbianism, full of sodomites, full of what? Animal sex. Yeah, people have an animal sex now. Women having intercourse with dogs and cats and anything, anyway, upside down, long way, anything rotten. This woman is carrying this cup, and the world is admiring it. The world is licking their tongues at it. The world is saying, give it to me. Give me all you got. Give it to me till I die. Whether I go to hell or whether I go to heaven, I know I'm going to get what I want, and I'm going to get to satisfy me, and it won't satisfy your soul. 
it will damn your soul. We're in that time now. We're in the times of the days of Noah. Same old thing over and over and over again. Killing and murdering all the time. Young folks being snatched out of their home. Young girls are being snatched and stolen from their parents. Oh, my God. We got marital sex is no more. People are shacking up and shacking down, shacking sideways, doing anything they want to do. Guess what? It's almost over. It's almost over because God is getting ready to throw up. And the reason why he's getting ready to throw up because of what he did on Calvary's cross. And the world is spitting at it. The world is trying to bury it. Preachers are trying to bury it. Church members are trying to bury it. Church pastors and, and evangelists trying to bury it. You can't bury the word of God because wherever you bury it, it's going to get up just like Jesus got up. Jesus said, heaven and earth is going to pass away. This foolish is going to pass away. But the word of God abideth forever. And whoever abideth in God and in Jesus Christ will abide forever. So when, I'm, when I die, I ain't going to worry about the physical death. Because I got the eternal salvation. I won't die no more. No more death. No more death. Heaven will be exactly the way John described it. Heaven will last forever. Don't you want to go? Just think about it. What in this world that you want? What what is it that you want? I mean, what 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 is it? Lust? Pleasure? Good times? Drinking? Sex? Can you get sex sick? You get so sick of sex, you go you go messing with anything. What do you want? If Jesus Christ, if you don't want Jesus Christ, but you was able to strike a match now. I'll get you a blowtorch. And I know that this, this is a false saying. Try to get used to heat. But I know you ain't going to get used to heat. Because hell is hot. And Brother Bazaar and Brother Tim Jackson and Derek Oliver, we don't want nobody to go to hell. Nobody. Nobody, please don't go. As I say, go to Timbuktu, brother. Go jump in the alligator pit. But don't go to hell. And if Jesus Christ says there's a hell, you better believe there's a hell. Because if Jesus Christ says there's a hell, if there ain't no hell, you're calling Jesus Christ a liar. And a liar will not tolerate in the eyesight of God. So God won't be able to tolerate himself if there's not a hell. And he don't told you there's a hell. And he don't told you who was going. Ain't no certain people going. No, like there's a there's a black heaven. No, ain't no black heaven. There's a white heaven. There's a Chinese heaven. Ain't none of that crap. The devil knows that hell was prepared for him, but heaven is prepared for the human race. And the devil knows he cannot, will not. Ah, 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 no. He's crying now. 
He's pleading to God now, but you don't know it. He's pleading, Lord, let me back in. You, you know what the Lord's going to say? Hell no. And that might be bald to you, but when God said, hell no, hell no, you're not coming back here no more. And you take your little angels and your little cohorts and your your your, your uh, cohabitation with the with the angels and with the human race, you take all of them, and I'm going to place them in hell myself. Smoke a pipe on that because it's going to be a whole lot of smoke down there. Jesus Christ is coming back. 2023, with seven more years added on to 2023, will put you in 2030. 2030 is the fulfillment of 6,000 years. That's all I, I, I'm going to tell you that now. So you figure out Jesus Christ has got to come soon. Got to. Not maybe, but got to. And God is a good timekeeper. 6,000 years he done gave man 6,000 years exactly what he's going to give it. He gave Satan 6,000 years to do his crap. And he's mad as hell now because Jesus Christ is still saving souls. Thank God. And you know where he's saving them at? Out on the street, in the prisons. You know what he's saving them at? He's saving them overseas in China. Russia, he's saving the people who people have never really understood the way of salvation. He's saving them over there. And America is sitting up here like a knot on a law. Think they got it made. Church folks think they got it made. Preachers think they got it made. You ain't got nothing made. You ain't got nothing made. You can have your three-piece suit. You can have your fine car, your Rolls Royce and your Cadillacs and your Escalades and your, 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 your houses and your shoes. And your, your, your socks and matching up and your necktie and you can look like a bull to hell but let me tell you your soul needs saving you need Christ in your life because if you don't have Christ in your life you're going to die and you're going to bust hell wide open and it ain't going to be my fault it ain't going to be my fault because I'm going to tell you the truth we love you out there we love you, and that's why I'm on Internet. I'm on here because I love you. I could go ahead and just say, hey, Lord, I ain't going to do no good. Uh, I, I'm not going to stop preaching, but I ain't going to do no good. I could be like that, but I can't be like that. I can't. I'd be worse than an infidel if I don't take care of my business for God. And I'm going to take my – ooh. What you say? Yeah, I'm going to do my business with God. And my my business and my job is to preach, save Jesus, and him crucified, died and rose again, coming back to get a glorious church, going to rule and reign, and he's going to have judgment come on this earth like never before. Well, ain't going to be no food here. Ain't going to be no water here. It's going to be hot. Air conditioning ain't going to be able to cool you down. Folks going to be mad. Folks going to be breaking in stores. People going to be gone crazy. Sin driving crazy. Just gone crazy. And God going to say, after I put you in this test, 
Will you repent? They gonna, the world going to say, no, I'm not going to repent. When the Antichrist shut off your welfare check, shut off your business apparatus and tell you if you don't receive the mark of the beast on your right hand or on your forehead, you won't be able to buy nor sell. What you going to do? And the world going to say, man, I can't get my water cut off. I can't get my gas cut off. I got to drive my car. I got to go get my license. If I don't have the mark of the beast, listen to what I'm saying. If I don't receive the mark of the beast, I will not be able to participate in worldly affairs. I will be arrested. Listen to me. I will be arrested and taken to the detention hall. Probably will be empty Walmarts because there's already 800 different FEMA camps that the United States are gearing up to use during the tribulation period. They already got 60,000 guillotines in the United States. 60,000 guillotines can cover 50 states. Uh, how many would each state get? But they're going to bring more over. Barack Obama said, bring them over. We're going to be using them after, the, after a while because he knows what the Illuminati is planning to do because the Illuminati is under the empowerment of Satan. And Satan said, we are going to get boxcars, and we're going to have a three-level boxcar, and we're going to stuff people in the boxcar and take them to the concentration camp, and there we're going to lock them up because if they don't receive the mark of the beast, we are going to kill them for the faith that they have in Jesus Christ. And when the church is gone, God is not going to leave the world bare of not hearing the gospel. Because he said, after the, after the church is over, I'm going to send, in the seventh chapter of Revelation, I'm going to send a what? You're going to send what, Lord? 144,000 Jews, male Jews, that's going to whoop, go around the world, and they're going to preach from Jerusalem the same way they preached from the day of Pentecost 2,000 years ago, and it's going to spread around the world, and the message is going to be Jesus Christ is the Messiah, and he's coming back to earth to set up the millennial kingdom. Repent. And they're going to preach for what? Three and one half years, 1,260 days, 42 months, times and times and dividing times. They're going to preach day and night. They're going to preach January, February, March, April, May, June, July, August, September, October, November, December. They're going to preach it for three years, and I have. And when they get through preaching, they tell me, John the Revelator, start writing again. And guess what he said? This is what he said. This is what John said. Amen. This didn't come from no comic book. This didn't come from... Playboy. This didn't come from Penthouse. This came from Revelation, 7th chapter. This is what it said. 
after the 144,000 get to preaching the glorious gospel of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. In the ninth verse, it says, and after this, I beheld lo a great multitude, which no man can number. So no mortal man can number the number of these people that's going to get saved after the preaching of the 144,000. This is what it says. Listen now. Of all nations and kindreds and people and tongues stood before the throne and before the Lamb, thank God, clothed, clothed with white robes and palms in their hands. Good God Almighty. What are these? Let's see what they say. Let's see what the Bible say about who are these. This is not the church. There's not no religious group. No. It's not Freemasons. No. It's not Illuminati. No, 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 no. N-O. And listen, 10th verse. And cried with a loud voice, saying, Salvation to our God, which sitteth upon the throne and into the Lamb. And all the angels, good God almighty, out of Zion, buddy, stood around and about the throne. Oh, we're going to be around the throne. And about the elders and the four beasts and fell before the throne on their faces and worship. Oh, I'm going to be worshiping some God. Oh, man. The tribulation saints are going to be worshiping some God, man. And saying what? Amen. Blessings and glory, and wisdom, and thanksgiving, and honor, and power, and might, be unto our God forever and ever. Yeah. And one of the elders else is saying unto me, yeah, look here, look here. This is doing the tribulation period, the first part of it. And he said, uh, what are these? which are arrayed in white robes. Yeah. And whence came they? Where did they come from? Giant Eagle, no. Did they come from Walmart? No. Did they come from Macy's? No, 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 no. No, they didn't come from there because uh, this is a heavenly scene, not an earthly scene. And it says, uh, uh, what are these which are arrayed in white robes? Uh, Whence came they? And I said unto him, sir, you know. And he said unto me, these, 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 these are they which came out of great tribulation. Yeah, these are they that heard the gospel in the first part of the tribulation period by preaching of the 144,000. 144,000 will have the greatest revival ever known to human history. Yeah, they will be uh, 12 tribes out of Israel. Yeah, somebody said, could you give me identification of these tribes? And in the 7th chapter, the 5th verse, I see the roll call is called. Somebody said out of the tribe of Judah, uh, 12,000. Out of the tribe of Reuben, 12,000. Out of the tribe of Gad, 12,000. Out of the tribe of Asher, 12,000. Out of the tribe of Nephilim. 12,000 out of the tribe of Manasseh, 12,000 out of the tribe of Simeon, 12,000 out of the tribe of Levi, 12,000 out of the tribe of Issachar, 
12,000 out of the tribe of Zebulun, 12,000 out of the tribe of Joseph, 12,000 out of the tribe of Benjamin, 12,000, 12 times 12,000 equals 144,000. Yeah, 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 yeah. They preached the gospel of the kingdom, which representing, they were saying Jesus Christ is coming back, and he's coming back to set up the millennial kingdom. And the reason he's setting up the millennial kingdom, because when he comes back in clouds and great glory, they tell me, oh, Lord, have mercy. Look what's going to happen. The Bible tells me the sky at the end of the tribulation period. The sky is going to open back and roll back like a stroll. And they tell me, somebody say, look at that. Look at that. Look at that. Look at that. What do you see? And John said, I know what I saw. He said, I see a white horse, and he that sitteth on him is called faithful and true. And I see, good God Almighty, let me get that. Woo! I got to get that for you. Man, this is getting hot. Mmm. He said, look here. Let's see what he saw. He said, look here. In uh, 11th chapter, 19 verse 11. He said, uh, and I saw heaven open, and behold, a white horse. And he that sat upon him is called uh, faithful and true. Well, and then he said, and in righteousness he does judge and make war. His eyes were flame of fire, and on his head were many crowns. And he had a name written that no man knew but he himself. And he was clothed in vesture dipped in blood. And his name, the God Almighty, is called the Word of God. And the armies, the church, there you go. There's the church right there. Yeah, that's it. That's it. That's nobody but the church. I don't see Baptist, I don't see Presbyterian, I don't see Catholic. He said the armies, which were in heaven, the church, followed him upon what? White horse. I got mine. I got a white horse. Yeah, a white horse. A white horse represents what? Victory. Ah, yes. And clothed in fine linen, white and clean. And out of his mouth, Mm-hmm. came a sharp two-edged sword, and with it he shall smite the nations, and he shall rule them with a rod of iron. Yeah. And he tread the winepress of his fierce wrath of the Almighty. God is angry. Mm-hmm. Come back on the planet. He's angry because men have rejected him. He's angry because men has used his name falsely. He's angry. Because men is saying that he was dead. Men said that he has lost his mind. He's angry, and his wrath is with him. And he said that he was on his vestures and on his thigh, a name written, King of kings and Lord of lords. And I saw an angel standing in the sun, and he cried out with a loud voice, saying to all the fowl who fly in the midst of heaven, Come and gather yourselves together to the supper of the great God in Zion. Yeah, the birds and the buzzards and the vultures and the condors are going to invite it to a dinner. And the dinner will be men's flesh. And, uh, 
and the angels will be on the sideline watching birds eat men's flesh. Yeah, flesh is evil. Flesh is wretched. Flesh is no good, and men who walked in the flesh mm, subdued themselves into condemnation. Because the Bible said, blessed, there is now no condemnation for those that walk in the spirit and not out of the flesh. If you walk after the flesh, yeah, you're an enemy of God. If you walk after the spirit, you're a friend of God. And these men will have to cry out, cry out to the mountains and hills and tell the mountains and hills of us. I don't know when the rapture is going to occur, but I know one thing. I believe it with my heart, my mind, my soul, and my strength is going to happen this September. September is the harvest month. There's four feast days that have been fulfilled on time, Passover, unleavened bread, first fruit, resurrection, and day of Pentecost have been fulfilled. There's three more to be fulfilled. What are the three more to be fulfilled? The Russia had a feast of trumpets, feast of Yom Kippur, and feast of tabernacle. Feast of trumpets represent rapture. Feast of Yom Kippur represent Represent, represent something coming to Jesus Christ to the earth. That's Yom Kippur. Feast of Tabernacle represents the millennium reign of Jesus Christ. Three more to be fulfilled. Has to be fulfilled. Has to be fulfilled these last seven years before 2023. Has to be. Why? Because everything is in place. Everything is setting the table. Everything is here. Ain't no time for beating the bush. Ain't no time to be slobbering and lukewarm and half-hearted and I don't worry about that. I, I'm, I, you can't do that because let me tell you, the wellest day of your life, you're sick enough to die. And it's appointed once for men to die and after death, judgment. And if you don't know Jesus Christ, it's time for you to get it right. The only way you can get it right is you got to admit to God and to yourself that you are a sinner. Oh, you say, well, I don't smoke, I don't drink, I don't cuss, I don't do none of those things. Make no difference. You don't do none of the things done in your life. You're still a sinner. Ain't no such thing as a good sinner. You're a sinner. You might do good things, but if you haven't repented of your sin, you're still a sinner. And there's only one man can save you from sin. One man, God man. No devil can't save nobody. Devil can't live holy. Devil can't love nobody. The devil can't. Oh, yes, he can. He can shout and joy. He can speak in tongues. He can do all that stuff. But he can't live holy. Holiness comes by God himself. And you need to know tonight, as other bazaar get ready to close, I've got about 16 minutes. You need to know Jesus Christ tonight. Don't go tonight in bed and get in bed without falling on your knees 
and repent of your sins. Lord, I am a sinner. I repent of my sins. Romans 10 and 9, I confess with my mouth. I believe with my heart that God raised Jesus Christ from the dead. For the Bible says, If thou confess with thy mouth, thy mouth, confess that Jesus Christ, Lord of glory, the Savior of men, that he died on the cross, that we may be saved. And shall believe in our hearts, our spirit man, that God raised him from the dead. You shall be saved. But with the heart, man believes unto righteousness. And with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. For the scripture says, whosoever believeth on him shall not be ashamed. You need him tonight. You need him tonight more than ever. This is Elder Bazaar. My time is running out. My time is running out. I don't know how long I'm going, but I'm going as long as I can. I'm stretching it. God has been merciful to me, but I'm stretching it. He's been merciful to you, and he's stretching it. And he's wooing you. He's wooing you. He's talking to your spirit. And he's telling you right now, what Brother Bazaar is telling you comes from the Bible. Listen to, not him, but listen to what he says from the Bible. Jesus Christ is soon to remove the church. Not my church, not yours, but the church that Jesus Christ said upon this rock, upon this revelation, upon this year, birth, death, and suffering. The suffering that I did and the death that I died and the, and the harassment and the the, the ridicule and the humiliation that I went through, I did it for you. Come to me. Come to Jesus. He got the answer. You got a drug problem. You got a sex problem. You got to say, Lord, I hate that. I hate that. I want. I want to get rid of that. Come on into my life. I just. I'm not. I'm just. Lord, I'm just tired. I'm frustrated. I'm just tired of going to church and coming back, doing the same. Oh, I'm tired. I want a new life. Jesus Christ can give you that new life. He's doing it in prisons. He's doing it in the same asylum. He's doing it on the street corner. He's changing people's lives. He's doing it in China. He's doing it in Russia. He's doing it all over the world. Now, why do you want to miss out on this here wonderful gift of salvation for free, absolutely free, don't have to pay a dime at all, never. And God will give it to you if you want it bad enough. And he'll drive that devil spirit out of you and give you a new heart, a tender heart, and He, you can lift up your voices and praise his name forever. You'll be praising and saying, thank God for Brother Bazaar. Thank God for 
Brother Derek. Thank God for Brother Tim Jackson out there in Texas. Thank God for those boys because they're telling me something that I don't hear in the church. I don't hear nobody talking about it. I don't hear nobody exuberant about it. I'm excited. I'm all excited. I'm, I'm not high. I'm high on the Holy Ghost. And I can get high on the Holy Ghost. And the after effect, what do I do after that? I say, hallelujah. Praise God. I feel like running on because I know my time is not long. Why don't you come on in? Those that listen to me tonight, come on in. You're not going to make it without Christ. I tell you by experience, you won't make it. You might think you can make it, but you won't make it. Oh, yes, you might make it a little bit through this life and have some good time, but when you die, if you die without Christ, you won't make it. Please, I plead you, humble yourself. Admit that you're wrong. Tell God I'm wrong. I'm just, I'm born wrong. I think wrong. I look wrong. I walk wrong. I'm just wrong. I want to be right. What? I want to be right with you. Who? Jesus Christ. And to get right with Jesus Christ, you've got to confess with your mouth. You've got to admit to Jesus. I confess, Lord, you are Lord of my soul. You've got to say, Lord, I know you died for me. Lord, I know I'm an old, rotten, low-down, dirty, cutthroat sinner. And you came to save the sinner, not the righteous, but the sinner. And I want you to save me from my alcoholic, from my sex tendencies, and my whoremongering, and my fornication, and all that old dirty, rotten stuff will put you in a hell bow. And in the lake of Gehenna, there will be gnashing and gashing the teeth. Come to Jesus now. There's no guarantee you'll be here tomorrow. I can tell you right now, these are the days and these are the hours and these are the minutes and these are the seconds where the rapture could happen at any moment. But we know that God is a time-scheduled God. The four feasts of the Lord happens in the spring. Passover, unleavened bread, first fruit, and Pentecost happen in the spring. The last three happens in the fall. Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur, and Feast of Tabernacles. That happens in September and October and early November. Jesus is yearning, he's yearning to bring his church home. But since he's such a loving God and a merciful God and a kind God and a, 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 a forgiving God, he, he, he gives you the last minute of your life. Come on. Come on in. 
Don't hang around stuff that ain't going to do you no good. Get around some good Christian people who know the word and live the word and exemplify the word. Don't go around them half-hearted Christian backbiters, hypocrites. And when the trumpet blows, if you have Christ in your life, you will disappear. And you will no longer have to put up with this worldly events. You can be at peace forever because he is coming back. This is Elder Bazaar coming to you from Warren, Ohio. This is Atlanta, Georgia. Down there with Derek Oliver, and then we go to LeBuck, Texas. My brother's over there. We're trying to get this gospel through. Continue to pray for us, please. Those that's sincere, we'll be coming back. I'll be back on Sunday at 5, 5 to 7. Brother Tim Jackson will be on Saturday by the grace of God. And we will be going over this again until the final time, final, final minute, final second. The Lord said, that's it. Well, we are definitely 99.5% rapture time. You hear what I said? 95.5. Ready rapture. The glorious church of the ages. From the day of Pentecost to 2023. God got his church, but he's waiting for you to get it right before the tribulation. Don't get left behind. What's the first thing you got to do before when the rapture occurs is to repent and ask Christ to come into your life. If you don't, and you have been deceived, you will have a difficult time in making decisions on who you're going to believe in. You're going to believe in the devil or you're going to believe in the words of Christ. This is the ultimate opportunity to receive Christ. Don't miss it. Don't miss it. If you don't receive Christ at the end time, you will see Christ. You'll see Christ at the great white throne, or if you are here and go through the tribulation, you will see Christ comes back on a white horse with the church. The Bible says, and every eye shall see him. Even those that pierce him and the nations will wail with a great noise when they see Jesus Christ come back on white horses. Be on the horse, not on the ground. God loves you. God is giving you another opportunity. If you live tomorrow, 
you think about what's going on in the world today and think about what's going to happen to you personally if you reject Christ. Because if you receive Christ, the best of the best of the best to be with Jesus Christ forever. This is LG Bazaar. Love you all out there. Keep on, keep on pushing. Keep on looking up. For there is hope only in Jesus Christ. For without Jesus Christ, there would be no hope. And so I urge you, I yearn you, I, I burn inside. Seek the Lord of your life. Until we meet again, may God bless you. May he smile upon you. And may he ever keep you in his holy word. In Jesus' name, have a good night. Be blessed. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.